The Tumblers Willy podcast, episode four. Now you see it. Tumblers on TV. Hello, everyone. I'm Andy Bobro, American television writer. I'm Andy Stanton, British children's author, and a warm welcome back to all our dedicated listeners near and far. All you tumbleheads out there. You t- you tumbleheads near and far. It's such a pleasure to be here again to discuss our all-time favourite show, the long-running British institution that is Tumblr's Willie. So well-known in your country so invisible here in the states yeah well you know it is it's funny but uh yeah for whatever reason it just never crossed the pond in a big way uh, it, it seems an awful ignorance on our part well it, well it does if you don't mind my saying but uh look uh, that's really what we're doing here trying to redress the balance a little and you know at least offer a way in to those who might never have encountered it yeah yeah be- because when i first got into the show there there was just no one to talk to about it here except mm. just a handful of fellow anglophiles and you know, really horrible people, no one you'd want to hang out with. Oh, God, no. I mean, uh, yeah, let, let, let's see what we can do to bring more people into the fold. Uh, so let's pick up from last time. Uh, we've reached a crucial point in the show's development, this moment where Tumblr's having uh, started life as a radio show on the BBC. Yeah, and then, of course, the grand experiment of the, the 50-year everything, which, listen, folks, if, if you're not up to speed, you might want to go back and listen to our last episode on that, because it really is a fascinating departure. Absolutely. But it's, you know, really at this point now in 1953, when Tumblr's does make the transition to the small screen, uh, that it starts to truly become the show that we know today. Uh, yeah, it becomes Tumblr's. It, it becomes Tumblr's. And, you know, I'd imagine this part of the story must be a particularly exciting chapter for you, Andy. I mean, as a writer for television yourself. Yes, yes. Well, good. So, uh, good. Uh, so, uh, h- how does Tumblr's do it? Uh, well, if you remember, it's New Year's Day. Uh, the nation is, of course, expecting to see the much-loved children's program, Time for Tea. Right, the most popular show of all time at this point. Right, right, and not just with kids. The whole family love this show. The uh, mm. entire country would come to a standstill at 4 p.m. every weekday to watch it. Uh, yes, yeah, they, they, they'd even miss their tea. They had <laughs> no time to make tea. They were so eager to watch time for tea. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, on this particular afternoon, everyone turns on their sets as per usual, and, you know, suddenly everything changes. This is the fault line. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the Rubicon. Mm. This is where history forever diverges. Right, because what should pop up on screen? Nope, not the time for tea puppets. No, no, no Mr. Wiggly, no Beeper the dog. Right, no Habit Rabbit. Uh, But, you know, instead this uh, rather formal title card suddenly appears. Yes, yes, in, in beautiful cursive. The British Broadcasting Corporation is proud to present a brand new theatrical enterprise, the Tumblr's Willie Televisual Entertainment Show. Right, right. And, you know, again, such a far cry from Beeper and his animal chums. But uh, what we get instead is, uh, you know, the surprise entrance of someone that the public had not heard from in 50 years. It's Michael Vish. Vish. Michael Vish. Michael Bush, uh, you know, the star of the original radio incarnation of Tumblr's Willie from the early years of the 20th century. Uh, Yes, Michael Bush, artificially kept alive by the show's producers, now almost 130 years old. 
right? And, you know, what a comeback. He enters stage left, uh, somewhat unsteadily, we should say. Uh, but ever the professional, he hits his mark. He hits his mark with aplomb, sir. He then mutters one phrase. Uh, yeah, one cryptic phrase. A cryptic phrase. And then immediately dies live on air. Three times. He actually expired for real three times live on national television. Three times. He was very canny. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they had to pay him triple for that. Well, I mean, that's an old actor's trick. I mean, that's well known. But uh, yeah, what what a way to kick off the television era. Huh? Oh, what a spectacle. What a spectacle. And then, you know, now we're into the episode proper. We now encounter a brand new character, a small lad who descends a rope at the back of the studio. He shimmies down it like he's born to the task. He skips over to the prostrate, still warm corpse of Virch. Vax. Uh, he kicks it mm. in the groin. Right in the groin. Yeah. It's a lovely moment. It really is. Oh, it really is. when you think about it, what could this child, you know, what could they do mm. to really show that the show had arrived? Right. I mean, how can they get us to fall in love with this kid off the bat? Uh, I, I would argue sitting there, the one thing I would have expected him to do is to not kick that dead body. Right, me too. But of course, they instantly confound expectations. And in retrospect, it does now seem like the only possible move. It does seem like the only move when you think about it, yeah. You know, that this insouciant, even disrespectful uh, lad then looks straight into camera mm. and uh, he he says, uh, exit the old into the new. I've got no time for fogies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the moment, you know, that's the moment when he captures the nation's heart. That's the moment he's got the meeting out of his hand, Andy. And, you know, he presses home the advantage. You better believe it. He launches straight into this, uh, well, you know, wonderfully written opening monologue, really. He says, uh, I'm Tommy Tribbles. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. Uh, four foot five of lovable trouble and what a glorious day in the village it is yeah yeah amazing amazing yeah and at this point no one who was expecting time for tea wanted anything to do with time for tea no 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 this had become the new thing i mean tommy tribbles was instantly famous instantly the best loved fictional character of all time well people now instantly hated time for tea they despised it oh and i and i think they hated themselves for ever having enjoyed it Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, even to this day, Andy, there's a lot of residual guilt in my country, even among the younger generations who never actually witnessed Time for Tea themselves. Just uh, the crimes of their ancestors, I think, for liking that show do weigh very heavily upon people here, you know. Right. Yeah, because those people were monsters. Your ancestors were monsters. I could not agree more. So Tommy Tribbles is just the start of what's to come, because as the 1950s go on, Tumblr's Willie introduces a whole host of memorable supporting characters to flesh out and populate this colourful new television world it's exploring, and none more memorable or more beloved, I would say, than the redoubtable Lady Wylington. Lady Wylington. Oh my God. Oh, really... The definition of fan favorite. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lady Wylington. Yes. Right. And uh, the creation, of course, of the marvelous character actress, Rebecca Colbert. And, you know, I think as Wylington, uh, you know, I think she's probably... Um, uh, well, well, she's re- really the matron figure. She dominates the... the- the show right she do- she dominates this particular era she she presides over it yes uh, yes i would say like a, a well-dressed spider mm-hmm, very much so uh you know a friendly spider mm-hmm, mm. uh, a thoughtful spider mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but a, sp- a spider yeah 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 and not only because they made her wear those extra limbs no not at all i don't uh, think 
That was incidental. There was just like a, there was a spider-like quality to her presence on the show. Yeah, it certainly wasn't the limbs. Uh, it, it wasn't that they always staged her sitting in a large web. Right, uh, you right. Know, f- for me, I, I mean, I don't even think that the fact that every episode Lady Wellington gave birth to thousands and thousands of spider eggs right, uh, right, really right. has anything to do no, no. with why I find... You know, I think it was just that she you know, she did preside over the other characters and she sort of... Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know, I think... Uh, I, I think that in that sense, and, and mm. in that sense only, there was something spidery. She seems a little spider-like, you know, yeah, looking back yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so let's talk about the actress herself, Rebecca Colbert. Mm. What a presence with her four arms and four legs. Well, sorry, it should be stressed that those were not her. I mean, Colbert in her day-to-day life uh, had the normal number of limbs, obviously. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Okay, so we're talking. Yes, yes. So I often confuse the character with the actor, but... No, 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 no. That no, was so stagecraft. She... Ah, <laughs> interesting. Okay, well, <laughs> then I've got her all... Well. I'm and have to print a bit of a retraction. <laughs> a little little embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rebecca Rebecca Colbert herself, uh, the mind behind the mandibles, if you will. Uh, yes. Really yes. one of the grand dames, the grand dames. Oh, yes. Uh, the, gra- the, the, the big dames. Uh, no, one of the bigger dames of the... One uh, of the larger, mm, I would say, mm, uh, of British television. So what do we know about her? She was a northerner. Mm-hmm. She was from the floating city of Manchester. Uh, She was raised in hard circumstances, to say the least. Uh Uh, uh She had grown uh up in poverty, uh, which is a small suburb of Manchester, uh, just outside of... Yeah, uh, yeah. and about 30,000 feet below Manchester. Yeah, Right, uh, the suburb of poverty. Very posh suburb. Well, it's extremely well off. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Colbert's was a hard upbringing because her neighbours in the less salubrious suburbs, uh, such as Wealthville. Uh, oh, yeah. Poshton, Easy Street. Right. These people, you know, sadly had almost nothing. So it made it very, very hard for her. Uh, it was hard on her emotionally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Having so much while they had so little, of course. Yeah. It, it was a strain, Andy. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And she got beat up a lot for having emotions, too. Yeah. Yeah. And robbed. She got robbed quite often of her emotions. Yeah, they robbed her of her emotions uh, frequently. But, um, you know, just as often she was the one doing the robbing. So uh, a confused childhood, yeah, we, we yeah, could say. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Say. Almost like, yeah. I mean, I think I would have to say that growing up, she would have been a mixture of, you know, Robin Hood and the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. The perfect combination of those two. Right. And also Tarzan. I can't help but feel. Uh huh. Uh huh. A little bit of that, I could see. Yeah, yeah. there's just a, there's a sniff of Tarzan about her. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think it was the skins, the animal skins that she liked to wear, and the vines. You know how she liked to travel by vine. I don't think. Oh, I don't think it was the vines. No. 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 Or, or the calling and the and the chest pumping she was into. No, none of that adds to my feeling really that you know that there was something of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, about the young Colbert. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's something more ineffable. It's more ineffable to... than that, for hmm. sure. I mean, in any case, she eventually contrives to escape this rather troubled upbringing uh, by digging a tunnel to London. In her early teens, she and a couple of girlfriends, stars in their eyes, spades in their hands, uh, they dig this tunnel, which is 200 miles long. So that's some commitment. It really is. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A week later, they pop up. They emerge slap bang in the middle of Piccadilly Circus. Yeah, yeah. 
blinking in the harsh sunlight of the big city, these three tunnel ingenues. Yeah, this ambitious trio, but uh, Piccadilly Circus, and they're immediately spotted by one of the, well, probably the biggest talent agent of the time, this impresario, this towering figure. Mm-hmm. Cornelius Rex. Cornelius Rex, and uh, he takes them under his wing. There was always something a little bird-like about Cornelius Rex, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was the fact that he always wore two enormous prosthetic wings and a beak that makes me think that. But, no, uh, no, no. I don't think that was it, no. no. I, d- I don't think that that factors into it, but he, t- he takes the girls under his wing, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he sets Colbert up in a very tastefully furnished Chelsea abode. Uh, mm. I should say he did not care for her two girlfriends, and he really Oh, he really focused, yeah, he, he really honed in on Colbert. Well, he instantly dispatched the other two to go and pick fruit in the West Country, Andy, you know, which uh, uh, one of Rex's adages was, uh, one can never have too much fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's Colbert he concentrates on, certainly. Uh, she's his protege. And, mm. uh, you know, he really works on training her up in his own image, you'd have to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, he beats that accent right out of her. Like, he, he just whacks away at it until it just Oof. blobs out of her and dissolves onto the carpet. Yeah, very much so. Uh, he sends her all over Europe on courses, uh, elocution lessons, dramatic arts, uh, circus skills, uh, fruit picking from time to time. Uh, he just, w- yeah, at that point, yeah, he just wanted more fruit. You know, one can never have too much fruit. Right, right. He, he, he just wanted more fruit. So, you know, he, he was prepared to put her showbiz career on hold, uh, you know, from time to time uh, whenever he felt the urge to get a few more uh, mm. Yeah, just a few more peaches. Peaches down his gullet, yeah. Uh, Yeah. But uh, in the larger scheme of things, he's really intent on polishing up this diamond in the rough Mm. for the London stage. And he did an extraordinary job of it because Colbert did enjoy an enormously long and successful theatrical career before her stint on Tumblers. Oh, well, absolutely. By the time Rex put her forward for the part of Lady Wylington, she was already a big name in the West End. She had appeared in Dance for Your Supper, The Train is Here, and its sequel, The Train is Here Again. Yeah, Floppers in the Buff she was in, I think. Floppers in the Buff, Let's All Crunch. Yeah, so she really was... Uh, Dinner at Percy's, uh, Murder at Percy's, uh Murder at Dinner. Right, so she was very established. uh, Dinner at Breakfast, Breakfast at Breakfast, Mm -hmm. Breakfast at Percy's. Mm -hmm. She was everywhere. Thank you. Suffice it to say, she was everywhere. So uh, she really. No, no, was... no. The, the the play. She was everywhere. Oh God. But she was everywhere. She 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 was everywhere, and she was in. Ma- she was everywhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. May may I please? Yes. Yes. Please. Sorry. Proceed. Thank you. So uh, yeah, I uh, yeah I think when the BBC in later years were looking for a big name to anchor the TV version of Tumblr's, Pussy Up a Tree, uh, she was in um, Murder Me Gently. Yeah. Yeah. But as I was uh, saying, when the BBC were looking for a big name to the anchor... The Candlestick the, Game, Cops and Rubbers... Sure. Yes, Andy, all of those things, I know. I oh, know. right, she was in all of those things. Thank you. Right. And when the BBC were looking for a big name... The Yankees the, are coming, uh, Percy on the Rocks, Percy and the Yankees... I know. She was in a lot of shows prior to Tumblr. I know, Andy. Platypus. And I, she was in Platypus. Uh, for remember. a big name... Granger and the gang, Percy's Lament. I think they jumped at the chance to have her. The BBC jumped at the chance to have her. What? Never mind, Andy. The moment's gone. It's impossible to talk about this period without mentioning a character who actually hasn't entered our discussion until now. And that is, incredibly, Tumblr himself. 
That is Tumblr himself. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, here we are 50 <laughs> years or more into this show and still no sign of the main man. Right, right. But uh, then in early 1954, with the TV incarnation of the show not yet a year old, something changes. Yes. Suddenly, way off in the distance, as far back as the camera could record at that time, a, a, a speck appears. Just a, just a little speck on the horizon. Barely even noticeable. Only the most eagle-eyed of viewers would have even registered anything. But the next week, there it is again, infinitesimally larger. Yeah, yeah, just the slightest bit larger, coming closer, just getting a little bigger, a little bigger each week. Week by week, episode by episode, until by September 1954, you cannot ignore it. There's definitely something there. It's still no larger than uh, maybe five by six pixels in the modern parlance, but... uh, Yeah, yeah, but it is unmistakably a thing. Right, right. And that's when the buzz really begins, because it's at this point that the the viewers start to catch on. Yeah, here comes a speck. I think it's him. I think it's Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were on tenterhooks. It was all anyone could talk about in every pub, around every dinner table blaring in 24-point type from every newsstand. Right, the public are champing at the bit to see this guy. But, you know, here's where Tumblr's really plays an ace because it would have been so easy at this point, you know, once the public had really latched onto the spec, uh, to say, well, all right, you got us, it's Tumblr, here he is, folks, have your fill. Yeah, 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 just to spoon feed them, to just have him immediately jump right to the front of the screen. Right, but they don't do that. They credit the public with the intelligence uh, to... Yeah, and the dignity. Right, the dignity, I think, uh, to wait a further four years before Tumblr becomes truly visible. Right, right, and the temptation to rush it must have been enormous. Well, it must have been overwhelming, but, you know, they stuck to their guns, they held firm. Uh, yeah, yeah. If anything, they slowed down how much the spec was advancing each week. Uh, there was w- even one extraordinary episode where it appeared to get smaller. Right. So, yeah, all told, uh, from spec to man, as it were, uh, Tumblr's entrance into the show, into his own show, hmm. lasted a full half a decade. Yeah. And, you know, it's not until December 1959 that viewers are finally able to really make out the fine details and confirm their theories. Uh, yeah, that this is, in fact, as we suspected, a man. Right, that this is, indeed, Tumblr. Uh, yeah, and when you could finally make him out, it was a man in gold socks carrying six umbrellas. Right, and look, there had been such a weight of expectation on this first uh, confirmed sighting. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It could have gone wrong any number of ways. Right, but look what they do. The gold socks, furnishing him with not one umbrella but half a dozen. It really worked. It really worked. It's exactly the right choice. There's something there for everyone. Right, no one was disappointed. I mean, that's how you properly introduce a character. Well, yes, because you've built interest. Yeah, you've set the foundation. You've laid the trap. You've you've played the overture. The beast is in the hole. And, you know, it's a lesson that today's producers of television drama could certainly benefit from because... Uh, <laughs> what drama? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, because, uh, you know, these days they just don't take the time. I mean... Uh, oh, right, they'll introduce a character in the first episode. You, you'll turn on the TV and there's the main guy just right in your face from the get-go. They're very cavalier. I mean, I think they've forgotten how to dance with the audience, you know. Mm, it's a lost art. Well, it's a race to the bottom, Andy, but, uh, you know, back in those days, viewers thought nothing of being made to wait half a decade to see a tiny speck develop into a fully-fledged title character. And, you know, the payoff when it came was tremendous, as we say. Uh, Right, right. The socks. The the, the umbrellas, all of it. uh, People loved him. People loved Tumblr. They loved him so much that I don't think it bothered anyone that they then had to wait another 18 years to hear him utter his first line. 
Well, I think they were delighted. Let the dance continue, said they. So we've got our core cast firmly in place. Little Tommy Tribbles, who, of course, kicked off this whole era with such a plum. Lady Wylington, the matronly, even spider-like presence at the heart of it all. Absolutely. And underpinning all of this, the ever-approaching spectre of Tumblr. And yet the 1950s wouldn't have been the 1950s without a fourth key character. Someone who, if he doesn't enjoy quite as much screen time as the big three, certainly makes up for that in terms of impact. I'm talking, of course, about the enigmatic creation known simply as the mirror. Yes, the mirror. So much to say about the mirror. Really a fascinating foil to Lady Wylington, I'd have to say. Rarely glimpsed, always present. Right, often hovering in the wings, making these oblique off-screen pronouncements that would serve as a sort of a Greek chorus uh, to jolly the episode along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to, he sometimes seems to function as a Shakespearean fool character, I would say. Yeah, I'd concur. So, uh, for instance, Lady Wylington might proclaim, as she does in an episode from 1954, well, if that's the way it's going to be in the village, then I want no part of it. I'm selling the lot, to which we hear this delightful off-screen repast. Oh, uh, that is a poor reflection on you. <laughs> right. Very nicely done, by the way, Andy. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He loved those puns, the mirror. He loved them. Or again, there's an episode from late 1956 where Lady Wellington is sorting through her grandmother's heirlooms. I think uh, she's showing them to Captain Bipley. And, yes, uh, Bipley. She, uh, she holds a pendant up to the light and declaims, see how it sparkles, glitters and glimmers. And again, off screen comes the mirror's response. Uh, uh, those jewels are so shiny, I can see myself in them. Yeah, he, he often went for lines about mirrors. Uh. He frequently referenced mirrors or the properties of mirrors. Yeah. Right, not always, but enough so you'd notice. Uh, the other interesting thing about the mirror is that on the rare occasions when he did venture into shot, there was clearly a certain chemistry between his character and Lady Wylington's. Oh, yeah. When, whenever the mirror came on, her web would really tremble. And, you know, throughout that decade, uh, the two of them do seem to enjoy a sort of a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sort of a... Well, like well let's a, say they tickle each other's fancy, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of a sexual, like a Dear. bit of a will-they-won't-they they kind of thing between those two. Right. And in 1956, they really did. I mean, mm. 56 still stands as the year, I think the year in which everything maybe went a little too far, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, though. Uh, 56 six was downright oh dear well it had to come to a head sometime but uh, yeah 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 but you know by june it was apparent that something was going to happen between the two of them and mm, by july mm. it was well as you say out and out uh, mm, mm, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> dearie me but uh, you know there was uh, there was one memorable episode just very flagrant you know for the times yeah. i mean it was it was lady wellington uh, the mirror mm. uh, little tommy tribbles of course uh, cranley mhm mm mhm mm and, uh, you know, I'm afraid to say uh, most of the bar staff of the Leamington Arms, Andy, and, uh, mm, mm -hmm, you know, all mm -hmm. engaging, you know, in a barely veiled, let's say, uh, yes. a, a dalliance of the, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. mm, we, 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 you know, which I think has never been bettered, actually. No, 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 no. Absolutely mm. not. Nothing. They say these sorts of scenes, you, you know, 
that it's better left to the imagination. Yeah, but God, but no. that's not true. That's really not true. No, not at it, all, it's right. never better left to the imagination. You need yeah. to see every single thing. Yeah, in astounding detail, I think. Uh, in, in astounding detail, in exquisite relief. Right, and you need to see it. As, and very well uh, lit, too. Close up, as close Clo- up as you Brightly possibly. lit and, and close up, yeah. Yeah, and you know, really, it has to go on for hours. So yes, I yes. think if there is to be any satisfaction... Uh, mm. Mm. You know, the, the exploration of those... Mm, mm, These essential... Yeah, mm, right, right. Mm, mm. Mm. But, uh, you know, tremendous fun. Tremendous yeah, fun, really. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, there was a lot of to and froing though. There, there were questions raised in Parliament, if you'll recall. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it, uh-huh. it certainly divided the chamber. I mean, some claimed that it was an affront to humanity and should be taken off the air. And uh, others were equally adamant that it was an affront to humanity and should be celebrated as such. Uh, yes, right, right, right. The only thing both sides could agree on was that it was an affront to humanity yeah yeah and it was really just whether or not you enjoyed that sort of thing which uh you know let's face it well, let's face it a lot of people did yeah mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of people did yeah i mean colbert herself has rarely spoken about no So it's really in the 1950s that Tumblr's Willie starts to expand the vocabulary of what is possible in serial drama. And we see this time and again in the slow building intrigue between Lady Wellington and the Mirror, in the protracted entrance of Tumblr himself. Even in Captain Bipley's gradual but inexorable descent into molasses addiction. Right, which ran as a very subtle but, yeah, a very uh, sad counterpoint to the fun and games uh, elsewhere uh, for so many years. Yeah, yeah. That final season where he gradually lowers himself into a vat of golden syrup. Yeah, yeah. Life is not sweet. I'm a victim of my own apish desires. I mean, very moving, incredibly moving. But yes, you know, any number of examples of these stories and, you know, these big storylines that they began to master in the 50s, these arcs, uh, well, they're titanic. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. They're, They're operatic. They're operatic. But, you know, the producers know exactly what they're doing here. These arcs are no accident. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Except the one, there was one accidental arc. Well, there was an accidental arc, that's right. In, uh, in 58, the... Um, yeah, remind me about that because it's quite fascinating. It, it is fascinating. August 1958, the actors assemble on the soundstage for, for a big set piece. This is at the BBC's huge soundstage under the Thames. Uh, it was in that... Sunken City, uh-huh. uh, Southwater, I think it was Southwater. Yep, Southwater, a mile and a half beneath the Greenwich Meridian. Right, 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 for, for acoustical purposes. Um, and, and the actors had assembled, and then, sure enough, a leak, which is the one thing you can't have in a facility that's under a river. Well, it's the last thing you want. I mean, it, you know, it's yeah, yeah. And, and within minutes, there's an enormous flood, and almost the entire cast is drowned to death. And this is back when the show would go out live, and so... An incredible decision was made, which is to keep filming and to die in the process. Right, right. So what the public was suddenly exposed to here was this dreadfully, uh, you know, desperate emergency mm, situation. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, the actors are frantically, frantically, uh, the director, stay in character. Stay in character. Stay in character. You can hear. Uh, and yeah, of course, they gave it their British best, one should say. Uh, they did. They did. 
Thankfully, Rebecca Colbert was not scheduled to shoot that day or we would have lost Lady Wylington along with the rest of them. So, I mean, thank the stars. But uh, yeah, this you know unfortunate incident in which a solid 80% of the cast and crew were swept away, still desperately trying all the while to entertain. Uh, mm, yeah, stay in character, stay in character. As they Right, you know, right. And, you know, all the more poignant, I think, because the original plot of that episode was supposed to revolve around the happiest of occurrences, a birthday party yes. for the postman. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, yeah. Charlie, the beloved postman, yeah. Right, and you know, God bless them, they keep to it, even as they're being whisked away down Old Father Thames to their watery graves, you know. Mm. It still holds up. It's a, it's a strong episode. You know, mm. it does what it says on the tin, you know. Oh, I concur. I concur. Has, it's, it's so skillful. You, you barely realize that it's a heroic effort on the part mm. of every actor, these classically trained British actors from the theatrical mm-hmm. tradition. Uh, I mean, they improvise brilliantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the best birthday party ever. Hip, hip, hooray for Charlie. Three cheers. You you always said you wanted a very watery birthday party, Charlie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It comes off really quite well, all things considered. Well, yeah, it does seem very natural. But, of course, it was an unwanted development and the show's makers did have to scramble. You know, after the sad loss of all that talent, uh, they did Mm. have to scramble to rewrite subsequent episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You -hmm. know, all these long-running storylines that we've just been paying homage to, uh, all of those great stories that have been carefully built up over the years uh, Mm. had been very much like the actors themselves Mm -hmm. swept away and you know perfect storm of course because this was 1958 as you say so they were unable to uh, oh yeah they couldn't hire any new actors that year right because they were in the middle of that big dispute with the union so no they weren't allowed to hire at that point in fact the only actors they were permitted to take on that year were newborn infants Mm-hmm. The baby season. I remember it. Yeah. The baby season. Right. So, you know, most of the remainder of 1958 is adorable. Yeah. 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 Uh, but one would say a little, uh, I think a kind way to put it might be haphazard. A little haphazard. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit uncontrolled. And yet, you know what? Mm. Some of those are amongst my favorite episodes. I mean, some of those baby episodes, I mean. Yeah, mine too. I mean, I would say this is the genius of Tumblr's, uh, is Mm. that it is able to adapt, you know, not simply just to weather the flood itself and turn that into good drama as they did, but to say, well, okay, we've got a cast of babies now, let's play to our strengths. Uh, Yeah, 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 let's make the most of it. We've got these babies. Yeah, let's stick a few on Lady Wellington's web. Right, right. Uh, Let's just... Yeah, put them. You know, it, it, it's never implied she's going to eat them or anything. But no, uh, no, 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 uh, no. She, 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 she tickles them. She does tickle them. Yes, with with her claws. Yeah, yeah, and it plays great. Yeah, uh, and also with Tumblr himself now so close to actually being visible in the background. Right. I mean, he's nearly as large as some of the babies by this point. Right, but they, right. they they remain, of course, hilariously oblivious to his impending arrival. Well, they don't understand the import of. I mean, well, they're babies, so. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, in a good way, you know, Tumblr's becomes a genuinely funny show for the rest of that season. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, good, honest slapstick stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The thing is, after having watched this tragedy, you know, Mm. the flood in real time, people wanted to laugh. Mm -hmm. People were ready. You know, people were ready to laugh. Well, the critics certainly thought so. They loved it. Right, 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 right. Uh, Babies on parade. It certainly put a smile on my face. Screamed the headlines. Right, right. Champions in nappies, the Guardian. We're goo goo gaga for tumblers, said the mirror. The mirror said that? Wait. Yep. Why would... But why would the mirror... Sorry? Was he not in character? 
Oh, or, sorry, no, no, not 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 the mirror, mirror, Andy, oh. not the mirror from the show, <laughs> the Daily Mirror, the newspaper. The said Daily that. Mirror, yes, that no, makes sense. no, 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 no. Very sadly, the mirror himself <laughs> oh, was no, no. The yeah. actor who played the mirror was 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 the drowned. Daily mirror, yeah, yeah, yeah. was drowned uh, along with the rest of them. I'm afraid. Oh, 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 of course, yeah. In the birthday party episode, yeah, yeah. yeah. They never recovered the body, so. That really is something to reflect on. Yeah. So I think looking at the 50s, looking at the decade as a whole, it's obviously the first time Tumblr's has embraced the visual medium. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it has everything. I mean, I think from Tommy Tribbles, uh, the spidery aspects of Lady Wylington, Mm. uh, the mirror, the ooh-la-la love story of 1956, Mm. uh, the flood of 58, the babies, and of course, the pièce de résistance, the first glimpse of Tumblr himself. Mm. Would you say that it encapsulates everything that the 50s were, Andy? Very much so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's exactly what I would say, yes. Mm-mm. Uh, but if I hadn't asked you that question, uh, would you have said that? No, I, I don't think I would. I, I don't mm. think that would have occurred to me mm-hmm. at all. Or No, or if it had, I, I think I would have rejected the idea. Right, fair play, fair play. But it, it was the right show, would you agree, for the wrong time or, or for a different time, perhaps? Well, it was the right show for the right time. It was the wrong show for the wrong time. It was a different show for a different time. Right. Do you think it was the right people for the... Uh, sometimes I think it was the wrong people for the right show, and then sometimes I think it was the right people for, for the wrong show. And uh, mm, mm, So true. So true. And, you know, if I put it to you that it was maybe the right people for the wrong show at the right time, how would you respond? I would say that's probably the right framing of the wrong idea. Hmm. Well, that's an incredible thought. That's an incredible thought, Andy. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you, too. To all our marvellous listeners. Uh, all you tumbleheads out there. Yep, uh, we hope you've enjoyed our O2 brief look at this most fascinating of decades. Yeah, and join us next time as we take a look at the most fascinating of decades, the 1960s. See you there, tumbleheads. Bye. Podcast Network.